Welcome to Driving You Home or the radio show, podcast, YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything in the queer sphere that you need to hear. So let's get started. As always, I'm Wayne Carter, cabaret ballist, comedian, radio presenter, and all-round drag shambles. And today, I'm joined in the virtual studios by maybe being on television a couple of times, maybe being on stage once or twice, but always in the back alleyway uh, behind some bins, it's Davina DeCampo. Yay! How are you, doll? I'm so good. I'm so pleased to be on this. I know we were trying to kind of sort this out of a while ago a uh, two minutes ago time. it's fine <laughs> it's fine and i was I, like yes yeah and then we it just never happened for some reason i maybe i don't know <laughs> i mean you've you've been babe you've been a little bit busy i can like <laughs> you're like oh no i don't know why i don't know why i could possibly be that i couldn't have made it onto onto your show oh i've been completely busy like touring the world and then that whole <laughs> global pandemic happens babe i support your journey i validate it uh, yeah. so um because driving your homo is an lgbtqi plus uh podcast youtube radio show jazz all that thing um i have a question um pronouns what are we doing with those uh, so i'm non-binary um mm-hmm. i like i've been taught it's not for a lot of people me coming out as non-binary was like a new thing, but actually I've been talking about this stuff since I was like 19, 18, 19, as, you know, when oh, I wow. university. So that's yeah, like, what, 70 years ago? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, before even gay people were a thing, I yeah. was already here. Um, but I mean, I taught Cher everything she knows. <laughs> so, wow. um, so I was talking about this like 20 years ago, um, you know, reading Butler and all of that stuff and, hmm. and going, oh, this is this is what makes sense for me okay now i can actually articulate what it is yeah um and it's just been that in the last few years that the language has become much more accessible to more people and and we're having those conversations now Mm. because most people when i said you know i i'm not really a i don't i don't i'm not a man or a woman i'm i'm a person yeah they were like their heads would explode and they'd be like (sighs) but also (laughs) but also Um, i think it's one of those things where it's like it's a bit of a like a spectrum yeah so like yeah. some some people are more on the male side of things some people are more on the female side some people are straight in the middle like it, it doesn't like no, exactly and i think you've, you'd find that with most people that actually they're not one end of the spectrum or the other you know gender is a spectrum as in the way that we understand it and yeah the, so pronouns though he she they them um, I'm I'm not one who's like super upset or bothered yeah. about it. Apart from when I'm in drag, if I'm in drag and you're calling me he, I it makes me mad. I don't know yeah. why. Well, I see, I not, like at the airport. Yeah, I get when I get called madam. Okay, <laughs> I just go. I think you're not the person who's going to want to pat me down. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there for you. I don't care um and you know when that has happened they've always been like oh my god um uh, mm, uh." and they're more embarrassed than me because i don't care yeah but i've had it a lot on airplanes one of my favorite memories though of being like misgendered is being uh 18 on a beach in barbados i've got my i've got my back 
like to the facing to so I'm facing towards the water. Mm -hmm. The policeman comes onto the beach and he taps me on the shoulder and he goes, Excuse me, ma'am, you're gonna have to cover up. This is a public beach. <laughs> and you were like, and I turned oh. round. I turned around and he looked at my chest and was like, <laughs> I walked up, I was like, wow. Okay. Mm. But there there I do I ask the question, did you cover up? I have lovely nipples. They're uh, very big and flat. Mm, that's what she and said. I am proud of them. <laughs> and as 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 well you should be. As well you should be, doll. Uh, it's yeah. but like I I think it's a weird one because I feel I feel the same about when I'm in drag. So I am on that sort of non-binary journey as well. Oh. And um, like I I went out to a picnic the other day um, in a dress or as in a skirt and people were like oh are you going to go do some caber tossing like are you Scottish or something and I was like I'm wearing a skirt and you've aut automatically gone I'm wearing a kilt like uh, like, what, like what is this um, uh, and also but, you sound really Scottish to me thanks I babe totally buy that um, <laughs> I eat haggis all the time. Um, no, but it's, it's, so, it's such a surreal kind of weird dynamic. And um, I, oh, something else happened. It's going gonna, it's gonna to irritate me. Anyway, but it doesn't it's matter. this weird thing about. Uh... Well, like, so I think, I think of the thing with, like, women wearing jeans. In the 19, was it 1920s, 1930s, when girls yeah. started wearing trousers and pants and then everyone was like, oh, you can't do that because blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. over the generations, it's become normalised and it's become a part of our culture, but it's still seen as less than to wear skirts or dresses because it's too feminine and people go, oh, you want to be seen as submissive or less than because you're wearing... The weird thing with that is, like, look at the Catholic Church, okay? So mm. most of this is a construct of the Catholic Church anyway. You know, there's yeah. really clear documented evidence that when they went to America, that there was the feeling that they had to crush this idea of there being more than just two genders. Mm. And, and that's part of uh, Christianity, colonial Christianity. Mm. Um, well, uh, wait a minute. What the f is the man at the front of the church wearing? Yeah. He's in a dress. He's in a, He's yeah. in a dress. <laughs> And then what? walking around with multiple men. Oh, he he is queer. He is queer. He's got all the skirts on. He's swishing them around. He's got his bit of smoke in his little yeah, turns, no. swinging it around. Yeah, come on, feeling his oats. Yeah, like, I've seen what? those. I've seen those like at like a white party. They they're everywhere, aren't they? Mm. So that's that's with the whole thing about you know the gendering clothing specifically that I find so weird mm. is that, you know, so um, who's the comedian here who uh, is a transvestite? Eddie Izzard. So Eddie Izzard always talks about this. Mm. And when people go, well, why are you wearing women's clothes? And he's like, I'm not. I yeah. bought them. They're mine. <laughs> yeah, like, who? Like, and like, I had that yet. I had that yesterday when I went to the park. They were like, oh, don't you feel uncomfortable people staring at you? And I'm like, I don't care if people's like, like let them stare, and yeah. like they're like, oh, do you think they're gonna like? Are you uncomfortable or do you feel scared and stuff? I'm like, no. Should I, like, if they're gonna like attack me or verbally abuse me, like bring it on. Like I grew up on a farm in Central Australia. 
like no, like no. I can I can take it and I'm it's all about the same. I'm like girl I'm from Brickhouse yeah exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so you've okay let's 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 get into it because upwards of three Uber drivers are listening to this and going Davina De Campo has been on the television. Tell me about the television. <laughs> I need to know. So, Davina, yeah. let's start with The Voice. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know this, but you are a singer, question mark. Me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you witch. You witch. Sorry. I, mean, I don't like to talk about it. No. I, you know, it's. It's just one of those things. Some people can, some people can't. Some people can't. So you went on The Voice and you made a choice. And that choice was, one, to do it in drag, which is quite, I guess, unique for The Voice. Um, drag queen, do The Voice UK. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, but also... So other people have auditioned, just to let you know. Other people have auditioned. Have they? Have they? But they never made made the car. Interesting. (laughs) Maybe they were too talented. Maybe that's what it was. was They had too much skill set and they didn't want to like, they wanted a little bit of drama. That's what it was. It was all the voice editing. I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. They were too good. They were too good. There wouldn't have been any competition had they actually been on the show. Exactly. Everybody should have just gone home. Exactly. Including the judges. Yeah. Oh, my. Obviously, I can't even remember the judges' names anymore. That's like yeah. Stephen and Joanne. Yeah. Anyway, you made a choice because you have what's known as vocal range and you have many skills and you chose opera. Like you went for an operatic song, yeah? Yes. Well, so I, if you've seen one of the other competitions that I've done, I talk about this um, in my kind of intro video that I hate competitions. Like hmm. just... They're just, I don't, I don't find them um, kind of conducive to me being as good as I can be. You yeah. know, if it's a show, then I can do my preparation. I can make sure that I'm rehearsed. And once I'm at that point where I'm comfortable with the material, it doesn't matter what happens. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. But when you're in a competition situation, all of that... Goes uh, straight out the window. Contra- exactly. You have no control. Yeah. Um, so what's the only way that you can have control in a competition situation? The only way that you can actually do that is by going in with something that you know, then not going to bite at, mm-hmm. but is going to cause a bit of a stir. Right. So you went, you were like, okay, I'm a good singer. I know this. I've got it. I'm not as good as all the other drag queen singers that are, that are uh, applied, yeah. but I'm still pretty good. How am I going to set myself apart from all these other queens? Exactly. Plus yeah. everybody else in this competition. So, I, you know, when, when, because there's so many yeah. rounds to go through for the voice, you know, you only see one, but there's like five or six different times you have to go and see somebody, you have to go and sing this, you have to go here, you have to go, you know, there's a lot that you have to do before you get in front of the judges. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they're really responsible um not all and, and that's the thing like with the voice i cannot give them enough praise they were yeah. always really supportive they were always um 
you know, they they help you to be the best that you can be when you get onto that stage. Yeah. Um, which I think is really important. You know, they're not telling you that you're amazing when... Maybe, when you're not, yeah. Exactly, which some other shows do. I was going to say, like, The Voice, when it comes to, like, there's a lot of um, competition musical-based yeah. shows. And I when I see The Voice, uh, if even the ones that don't go through in terms of, like... So, like, yourself, you didn't, unfortunately... Oh, no! Oh. Spoiler alert! Spoiler <laughs> alert! You didn't... But, like... Oh, no, I'm so sad. Bye, guys! Bye! <laughs> 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 but like even you, like I could recognize. I mean, I might be biased because I, you know, I've I've known you for upwards of minutes now. But like, yeah. I can recognize that most, if not all, of the people that are singing on there, if they get on or not get on, are all have a semblance of talent or skill already yeah. there. Whereas there's other competition shows that are musically based that you're like, oh wow. Linda from Essex is on and she is making a choice and someone has yeah. told her that she can do this and she cannot do this. And you're like, and, and what's also important to point out about those shows is that those people have been told that they're good enough. Mm -hmm. But then so also, is... and like you said, we're like how you went through five or six rounds before you yeah. got to the, um, the, the main judges, Yeah, they would have they... been told on these other competition shows gone, Oh, you're great! You're great! We love you! We love you! We love you! And then they would have got you're that exactly false sense of what praise. We're looking for. That's the general phrase. You're exactly what we're looking for. I'm not telling you you're good. <laughs> I'm not telling you you're bad. But you're exactly what we're looking for to make fun of on our TV show. Okay, I will. Ah! I will. I will. I will <laughs> I'm gonna lock that one away in my brain. Yeah. Watch out for it. Because it's gonna. Um, I know it's gonna happen. Uh, I mean, like for real. It's it, and it is really like that, but. The, the voice itself, brilliant. The mm. whole behind the scene, scenes team, really great. Um, and when it, it came to like the the only time where, I, and the other ones as well, like you can, because I've done them all. I mean, yeah. I am a pure whore for TV. Same. Go on, I'll go and do it. I'll try. I'll do this. I'll do that. You know, so there's videos and bit clips of me do it on almost yeah, every. Like in, in the back. <laughs> like, I'm here, I'm here. Pick me, pick me. Um, so on all of those, you can be in like the waiting and the yeah. waiting and the waiting. And you'll do like three days of this where it's 10 hours of you sitting and waiting. To yeah. Be seen. So the only time where that happened on The Voice was the day of actual filming. And it, anybody who's done TV will tell you filming just takes a long time yeah like it just takes a long time for them to set up the cameras so that they're getting exactly the right shot the light i mean like the video one of my music videos it took us five hours to get the lighting right yeah and that you know so i'm already there i've got my face on i'm ready yeah but they're sorting out the lighting and it, it just takes a long time to get it right and especially when they're working with someone like the crypt keeper you're like <laughs> oh like like you it's need to make sure time. yeah you need like a veneer look half decent exactly I, mean... <laughs> I fully support that like just put that like season one filter of drag race and just put that veneer on and smear the entire camera full of vaseline that's how it should be for me really you know so it's just it's like a monet you can yeah. see it from a distance, but up close, it's just a weird smudge. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, I appreciate this art, but also I'm going to appreciate it from a distance. Very from a distance. Much that. Yeah. Very much that. Um, um, so, yeah, 
So that was why that was the that was the choice that I made going into that. And I'd said, you know, when they were giving me the psychoanalyst and all of mm. those people, you know, I'm saying to them, I know why I'm here. Like I'm the comedy relief. Yeah. I'm not here as a serious competitor in this competition. I am fully aware of that. And they're like, are you sure? Do, are, is that really how you see this? Like, yeah, it yeah. is. Like, yeah. I'm not dumb. Yeah. Look at I me. I know what I am. Yeah. I know what this is. And I'm just going to use this as like five little minutes to go, oh, look, here's somebody. This is what she does. Boom. Off she goes. And it was amazing for me. Like um, when it happened, uh, I think, yeah, we were going on holiday. So um, it aired as we were flying. So and this is the other thing for me. Like I never get to see myself on TV because I'm always in the middle of something else. Oh, it must like, be so hard for you. Well, <laughs> I'm so busy. Sometimes, sometimes you'd really like to just be at home and actually see how you did. Yeah. Um, but so I, we were flying and then we landed before we were going on a cruise. And then, of course, on a cruise, there's Nothing. no internet. So you yeah. can't reply to anybody, can you? you yeah. Well, I don't have any access to the internet. So, um, so two weeks of like not being able to respond to anybody's messages. So when mm -hmm. I got back, I had like 3,000 messages and I had like 10,000 friend requests. And I was like, well... Well, that's, that doesn't make sense. Dilly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't deal with this. Dilly, all gone, but whatever. <laughs> well, so well, like... They wrote about it in Australia. They wrote about it in Italy, mm -hmm. in uh, Brazil, in Canada. You know, so the fact that I'd gone on there as a male-bodied person singing <laughs> something in soprano and then they didn't turn around that caused like you know yeah a lot of a, a lot of gasps uh, yeah exactly gasps. a bit of a splash darling a little bit of a splash yeah but that's i think that's uh, and that's what's sort of interesting about the voice is like um you're going on singing talent and ability not the physical form and like the gender so you go like like that whole moment when they're like oh wait it's a girl or it's a boy like that that sort of moment and they've done that a few times um with different contestants and you just go like it shouldn't matter if like you think that they're a man or a woman do you like the like but obviously we know that this is a tv show and they like to yeah. stir the pot exactly. and all that drama blah, blah, blah. you know there's an element of entertainment in mm. all of this and that's now, what you also, you know, as somebody who's entering something like that, mm. you have to be really aware of that, that this yeah. is a TV show. It's an entertainment before it is a competition. And, yeah. And before it's a competition, it's a star vehicle for the judges. And then before it's a competition, it's, you know, so there's multiple steps before you actually get to this product is a competition. Yeah. Now, speaking of competitions and speaking of television, I can, we cannot talk about the biggest television competition show that you were a part of. That was like upwards of seven Uber drivers are listening now and they are gagging that we haven't even mentioned all together now with Jerry Halliwell. Yes! What in the gay world? What are you, what was, how? Come on now. Like, what? What? So, what? I thought, see, the, I only found this out the other day. So I thought that they'd found me through The Voice. So I yeah. thought, you know, because it was another BBC show. Yeah. I thought that they'd found me through The Voice. But actually, it was another friend of mine who couldn't do it. 
So they'd already asked him, and he does drag as well, Ruby Wednesday. Um, she was on Phenomenal. Got Talent, Ness and Dorma, incredible voice. And, oh my darling, such a love. Absolute love it, love her stuff. So funny. And she's hilariously funny. So um, they asked her, and she said, oh, I, I can't. But who you should contact, actually, is Davina, because... Um, you know, she does this and, da, 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 and you know, she's very experienced and she also has like a proper musical background in terms of her training and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, so I'm incredibly grateful to Ruby for that because it meant that I got two seasons of work. <laughs> yeah. And where is she? And <laughs> bye. Um, so, so, but that, that premise was quite an interesting one because, and I think I'm surprised it, like obviously it maybe it will come back maybe it won't have the competitions tv and stuff like that but it was quite interesting to see it wasn't just one judge or it wasn't a panel of three judges that kind of have a notoriety or fame it's a hundred like light or a hundred singers within many different areas of singing that like vocal coaches, cabaret performers, uh, grime artists, like different people from different backgrounds going, let's look at these yeah. performers objectively. Do we enjoy this moment or do we not? Um, how was that like being – because were you near – were you adjacent to the Spice Girl? Or were you, were you, were well, you... So, yeah, what happened was because so there was one season and then season two, yeah, and then there was in the first series, mm. I was like two rows away from Jerry, yeah. But I gotta say, she was absolutely brilliant. Um, she came down, she said hello to everybody, you know, like, yeah, she made sure that she said hello to everybody, yeah, um, over the, the period of filming, you know, yeah. so it wasn't like she'd come around and sit with you because she's got stuff, yeah, she's busy. Exactly. And that's fine. You're a Spice Girl. I can let that go. And also my favourite Spice Girl. So um, so I was two rows away. But then when it came to the final for series one, she asked that I sit next to her for the final, which I was like, yeah, oh, my God, Jerry Horner wants to sit next <laughs> to me for the final of this show. Oh, my God. I um, Do you think that because I've had this in the past where someone is maybe feeling not their best physically maybe they don't feel super attractive and so they get one of their friends who is maybe That's not attractive. as yeah so yeah. maybe jerry was feeling that sort of emotional moment and she was like who can i get to sit next to me to make that me feel be, better about myself that would make more sense because yeah. i was you know i have a tendency to be um a bit gray yeah in the place and um particularly on season one there was there was definitely some um i looked like i'd taken shares out in pompeii makeup by pompeii there, there was yeah there was some <laughs> there was some blending journeys uh there was wait is is that serving full ash cloud <laughs> <laughs> but like is there, there there has to be a like I'm, this is me being crazy, but there has to be a difference between makeup for the stage and then makeup on TV. Yeah, yeah, there is absolutely. I think there's something about um, the lights when they're filming that I don't because I'm sitting next to Blue during you know one of the other shows, and I would say to her, you know, 
do I look great? And she's like, no, you look great. So either she was trying to get rid of me because she's a shady monkey. Yeah. Or um, or she was being honest. And I think she was being honest because I, I don't think she would have lied to me, but maybe she would. I, <laughs> I think we're all lying to ourselves, though. I think we're all well, lying to ourselves. definitely us. like an element of when you're doing TV, it, it kind of just makes, unless you really warm it up. Yeah. You know, because this is the colour of my skin. Like, that's my face. That's my that's my wow. So it it is actually the same. It's just that you know I have a vitamin B deficiency and I don't get enough iron. That's I I see that for you. I see that for you. <laughs> Being a vegetarian, that's what happens. You're a vegetarian. Yes, of course. Oh, I, I don't you... want the poor little cows to be crying because I'm oh. eating them. Oh, I just, I just assumed you liked a nice big piece of meat. Sorry. Well, I like the nice big piece of meat, but it has to be attached to something that's alive. Oh. Usually with two legs, a biped. <laughs> <laughs> she says usually, asterisks, usually. Okay, right. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, we... You've got to okay. take it where you can get it, girl. You've got to hey, take babe, it you I, it. I support that journey. With this lockdown, <sighs> I will, I'm, I'm happy to just be upright yeah. and breathing right now. Um, so, uh, you did mention, uh, Blue, um, yeah. which r- references another television show. This is Uno, <laughs> Uno, Uno Dose 3, uh, the, one of another, um, competition-based reality television show, no. um, no. called RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. Yeah. OG. Yeah. <laughs> DDC, D, was it DDC on the BBC? DDC on the BBC, she's oh. the OG. Oh. I mean, that's that, that was a journey. That was a journey, Dolph. As a, OG, OG, what are you? Who are you? So, like, how did that, like, like without getting into too much, like, craziness, but, like, how, what was that experience like? Um would you reckon like absolutely crazy because i like you know we've mentioned two of the shows that i've done but i've done loads of tv and um nothing nothing no other competition is like it yeah no other format of tv show is like it nothing can prepare you for the absolute screaming terror of drag race yeah i mean it is in Insane, but also the most incredible experience, you know. Yeah, 100%. So, like, it, it's one of those moments, like, where you're, like, in the moment when you do it and, like, you're going through the trials and tribulations and, like, ups and downs and you're like, oh, no, is, is she doing better than me? And, like, the competition and oh stuff like that. Oh, my God, the worst. Yeah. But then w- when you get home and you finish the filming and, like, then you have to wait a year or what, however long, nine months to you know to see it come out and then now that it's come out and then you know 17,000 12 year olds are like oh my god Davina I love you because I've seen you on the television how how does that change your because it has to change you in some way like how has it got like how have you evolved since being on that show yeah I mean my makeup is different but yeah less gray I am yeah, exactly. I'm using a, a few more oranges and browns in here rather than just grey. Also, um, I did see that recently you've gone in for some work as well. Was I that... have. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, you know, 
you can only serve Skeletor for so long before you go, okay, time is against me now. So I'd already had a nose job. Mm -hmm. um, oh, wait, that's a job. Yeah, I had a nose job ages ago because, and it was like, so I'd done loads of work with the Drag Race girls anyway. Yeah. So I was touring around the country with them doing club nights and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I'm looking at what's happening in the industry and I'm going, okay, well, you know, it's no longer bin bag drag. You can't do that. Yeah. It's, a lot of this is now about how you look as well. So the fact that in pictures, I would have like my picture taken and then my nose would be like, you know, like I'd just perpetually slept on my face like that. So um, so I just got the the uh, tip reshaped a little bit so that it's a bit straighter. It's not right. as straight as it could be still, <laughs> <laughs> but it is better than it was. Um, so I had that done. And then more recently, I've had a little bit of filler. I've had Botox for ages, like two two years, because I mean, once those start coming in. Oh, no, I well, I use them as I use the bottom one as like my brow line. I don't know. <laughs> I go, I go, well, I've got three I of them. I'll use have a tiny crease like around here. And that's what I use as well. Okay. Where's the crease? There it is. That's where the brow's going. Okay, fine. Um, but like, as soon as that started, I was like, oh, I I'd kind of said I wasn't going to do that. I was just going to do full facelift, mm -hmm. have it done. But actually a bit of Botox in here. Fine. No problem. Yeah. I had some, uh, I went to somebody else and I, I had under here done as well before the show. And all, because if you see my face, just pull out. But I had under here so yeah. that I would stop getting the lines underneath, uh, under my eyes. While all that did, because of the way that I smile, it just made me look even older. That was not it for me. Like, absolutely not it. For some people, that's great. But because my face sort of opens up yeah. like a book, <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> So all that happened was it just made everything like all crinkle in the wrong place. So I haven't done that again, but I've had it across the brow again. And then uh, more recently, I've had it a bit because I always had like the teardrops have okay. always been really deep on me. Yeah. But as you get older and the fat starts to go yeah. away from there, you know, they just get deeper and deeper. So I'd always had quite prominent teardrops, even when I was like 15, same as my wrinkly neck. I've always had a ring. Well, I, yeah, I think we've all got things that we could like try yeah. and make better. So, but like, you know, I was 14 and my neck looked like this. So it is what it I'm is. I'm not going to exactly it is what it is. Unless I actually cut all of my skin off and yeah. pull it over my head like one of those weird. Uh, Death becomes style. her style. Yeah, exactly. That's not it's nothing's going to happen. And then all that will do is pull my face down. No one wants that. Um, so I've had a bit of filler underneath my, uh, into my tear troughs mm -hmm. and then a little bit in my lips as well, because, you know, I'm not 24 anymore and yeah. I'd like my lips not to be like a Tories. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> How very dare. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, you look at a gay Tory and you know that they're a gay Tory because they have no lips. I, nothing there. I've never met <laughs> the amount of times like I see people or like people on like social media are like I'm never gonna have sex with a gay Tory it's not gonna happen I'm like okay like <laughs> like I don't know like I don't know who you're like do you like 
doing like a petition or a list like before we have a sexual encounter what Can like you please just fill this out uh what is your voting record for the past I, years? I don't need to know your name but i do need to know <laughs> conservative greens uh liberal democrat <laughs> oh i i will always and forever be uh australian and that's all that yeah. matters to me um there it is. yeah <laughs> so um TV, great. It's happened. It's a thing. You're famous now. You've got upwards of five fans. Okay, yeah. you're 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 almost slightly gay famous. Is that okay? Okay, gay-mous. wonderful. Yeah, you're gayness. In in certain circles around some people, you might be seen and be like, oh my god, is that is that is that, is that, 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 that Panto Dame from that? I think I've seen that person on a thing. Um, So you, music, The Voice, all together now, Drag Race, music is a big part of who you are. And I was looking at or listening to your EP Decoded and it's quite interesting, and the reason I say it's quite interesting is because you've got you your that pulling a face like interesting. Oh, you've made some like, choices. Oh, I'm going to put marmalade and potted ham together. Interesting. I mean, <laughs> maybe we could do marmalade and potted. That would be interesting. Anyway, <laughs> but, so the reason no, the reason I say interesting is because. We like you said earlier that you're kind of like your name has camp in the title. You have that Absolutely. you have that sort of camp pantomime dame sort of aesthetic going on, among other things. Yeah. But like that is my understanding of you is that is a big part of who you are as an individual is to be high energy, camp, ridiculous, larger than life, you know, you know, all things to the wall, let's just be a clown, get things yeah. done. Right. So when uh, Drag Race Song for Decoded, what, was it called Drag Race Song? A Drag Race Song. Yeah. A Drag Race Song came out. I was like, camp, this is hilarious. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. This is a bop. I can dance to this. The juxtaposition to that is the song Gratify. <laughs> I, I think it's from a whole different world. And I think it's equally as good. But for different reasons. What my question to you is: Why did you decide to write "Gratify"? Because that is a very different divina to what I expected. Yeah, definitely. Um, so "Gratify" is the the second single, like you said, and um, it's it's kind of like an amalgam of what my career has been. Because divina. If you just take that by itself, is Italian for divine. Uh, Maria Callas was La Divina. You know, so um, so there's those references in there, and then you're also going to get the camp silliness as well with mm-hmm. Campo. Um, so Gratify is kind of an amalgamation of what my career has been mm-hmm. making commercial work, which uh, the kind of the verses themselves are really kind of commercial, uh, Vogue influenced. And then 
and then you get this operatic vocal in the background, which is the kind of high high art end of the. Was that and was that like a Queen of Hearts situation on your face as well? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 See, I do I do my research. I I, I watch upwards of five seconds of your video clip <laughs> and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, but... it was um, the other Giselle that did my makeup for the shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of, because that was definitely like Elizabethan, yeah. that kind of influence. Um, so it was drawing on that very white, masky face. Yeah. It was almost ghostly, you know. Well, you well you face. you're evolving. You've gone from grey face to white face, and that's exactly, fine. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we've just taken all the shade out, and now it's just white. But <laughs> but so both your video clips. Well, I, I let's I guess stick with decoded as uh, stick with um, gratify. Um, there the representation that you have within that video clip is quite unique and quite um it's one of those situations where you're like did you actively go out when you were like getting the vogas and the dancers uh the performers to go i need tick 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 or you just went you guys come along like you folk come along um so i've had a kind of online uh relationship with the the head of the house suarez <laughs> darren suarez um for like a long time um, you know, I've known of his work for at least 10 years and mm-hmm. he's been um, pivotal in the UK for building the Vogue scene. Yeah, you know, he's he's been uh, leading massive Vogue nights for a long time. And he's been the kind of catalyst and the uh, he's the one who say it all. Yeah, he's in charge. <laughs> so you were like, hey, babe, I need some dancers. Exactly. Come along. So, yeah. So I like messaged him and said, look, I have this track. I really, really want to get House of Suarez involved. Yeah. But what I don't want it to be is just, okay, here is some beautiful white Twinkies. Yeah. You know? So I wanted it to be, um, you're limited in that this is the House of Suarez. These are the people who work in this house. These are the people. Yeah, who fair enough. Them, yeah. You know? And I wanted it to be people who were in a house together so that they have those relationships already because that just... It just makes... Yeah. And it's more honest and there's more integrity and it's, you know, so that stuff is really important to me, actually. Yeah. That that things are... There's a... Cohesive. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So I've spoken to him. We'd had, like, we'd kind of known each other-ish but only online, really. We never really properly met each other. Mm-hmm. Only like, hi, how are you? Oh, oh, you're him. Oh, great. Lovely to meet you. And then off you go do something else. So, you know, it's these people who you meet that you're like, I want to work with you, but where's... How do we do this? Happen? Yeah. It's not right for this and it's not right for that. So this was the point where it was right for it. And um, Darren was great. Then Gordon, he's... Is it called Gordon? I think it's called Gordon. I don't know, Dal. Well, I'm, anyway, I'm, so I... <laughs> I'm sure they were lovely. I'm sure they were lovely. He, he works with them a lot for their styling. Mm. So he did all the styling for the Vogue sections. Yeah. And then I did all the styling for everything else. Um, and it, it was just, it was great to work with them as a team. And it was very definitely like, I wanted authenticity. Yeah. That's what I wanted. I wanted it to be, to feel authentic. That these are, And that's why I'm not, 
going, you know, doing all of this. But you're you're a natural voguer. I could I could see you. The House of DeCampo, like I mean, yeah, that would totally be it. Yeah, we season two of Legendary would have to be. I'm in your house. <laughs> Done. Uh, I mean, I did do like one of those mime numbers before. You know, I had a suitcase and I was doing the whole. Of like, course, you did. I I am capable of doing that. Because uh, I did train as a dancer, just in case you didn't know that as well. Um, but so I wanted it to be authentic. I didn't want to be the person doing it because yeah. it hasn't been. It's something I'd like to learn, but it's not something that's been part of my kind of history or my cultural, you know, growth yeah. as an individual. So it wouldn't make that much sense for me to be doing that. Yeah, so I wanted it to people who who it made sense that they were doing that. Um. But it was beautiful, though. Like the yeah. whole the video, like the videographer, the the way it was set up, the like, like and the the music and the song, whatever that was fine. But like, just like the the whole, like you said, the sort of camaraderie, the teamwork, the coordination, the the the, the cohesiveness of yeah. everyone working on this project together, rather than oh, I need tick box tick box tick box Absolutely. and i need you to do this can you yeah. and because there is a, there is a comment like there is one black black dancer in the group mm-hmm. um and there is a comment on facebook about oh one black dancer oh voguing blah, blah, blah. you know like that's just not always how this stuff works mm-hmm. you know you can't always go all right i need four four black dancers it's, yeah because again, the, then the dynamic in that becomes as me being the person in the front of the camera, and then they're behind. You know, they're always behind me. Yeah. That that also reads in a really particular way, which was not what I, you know. It's yeah. Important not to be reading that way. That and Hi, I, I'm the white person, and I'm oh, going for these black people behind me doing all the work. Yeah, guys. Like, <laughs> but look at me. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Do you find that that's for me, like with driving you homo, is it's important to have representation? It's like I, I make it a point to um, talk to as many people within the queer spectrum, uh, you know, trans folk, uh, non binary folk, drag performers, um, POC representation, everything. But then there's always going to be that, I guess, that thing in your head where you're like, should I be doing more? Am I not doing enough? How many of how many is too many? How many is not enough? And that like, but then I think to myself, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, is I'm surrounded by unique creative individuals. And I don't look or I don't think about, I don't go, oh, I need to get a non-binary person. Oh, I'll message Davina. Like, I don't go, oh, I need to get uh, you know, a trans person, oh, I'm going to uh, ask this person here. I just go, oh, I want to talk about this to this person. And they just so happen to be, insert demographic here. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. I mean, when you're making work, that stuff does read in a particular way. Mm. It does. And you, as the maker, you have to be aware of that. You, know, yeah. you have to go, okay, I'm making this three-minute piece of work. These are the people. These are their bodies. How do they read together? You do have to be aware of that because yeah. it does all create, you know, the Something. image and that, you know, it's it's all telling a story. So you do have to be aware of that. And but also 
like, I don't have a million pounds. I'm not Dua Lipa, all right? I'm not yeah. Dua Lipa. Plot twist. Okay. Reveal <laughs> you're not Dua Lipa. I mean. Take off my wig. Oh, my goodness. She's not Dua Lipa. So I wow. don't have, I don't have, like, yeah. 200,000 pounds to spend on a, a music video. You know, like, I fund this stuff myself. Yeah. So, Again, I'm making something in the space of two weeks and I'm trying to produce, coordinate, direct and and do costuming. I, you know, so there's only so much one person can do. And yeah, I can always do more. I will always put my hands up and say, yes, we could have done more. Yes, we could have done this. But also you just have to go. It is what it is. At yeah. this point in time, this was like the snapshot of where my life was. And so, and it worked, I, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did my best, guys. I did my best. <laughs> uh, some would say, and it's not good enough, or it's oh, you're like, nah, I, mean, sh- I think most people would say average. I mean, that's Davina, I, that's the Davina way, isn't it? Exactly. It's Mediocre like try your best and just aim for mediocrity. I think that's <laughs> that's the Davina way, right? <laughs> Am I am I wrong? <laughs> no, I, I think you've you've hit that nail right on the head. Oh, wonderful. Um uh, speaking of people hitting nails on heads, um I have some non-Davina based questions based on topical news and current events in the world today. And someone has been come under fire. Uh famous Do you have a do you have a theme tune for this? Oh, What's the topic? There we go. I just made your theme tune for you. That was a. (laughs) That was that. You know what? We all make choices in life, and that was a choice. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so. Um, Maybe we will. uh, Yeah, that's. Maybe I will ask you. Maybe we'll collab. It was just an option. I'm not saying that you have to go with it. I'm not precious. No, I that's okay. Be offended if, if that's not what you use next time. Okay, I'm so just what, throwing it out there. You know what? So what what we'll do is we'll have a we'll have a, a sit down. Cloud for you guys. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll have a sit down after the show and we'll we'll get some musical <laughs> ideas for the segment openers. Um, that would be lovely, gal. Um, yeah. So, uh, so news, current events. Ellen DeGeneres. You may have heard of her. She's mildly famous in uh, America uh, slash yeah. the world uh, for having a daytime talk show. And she's come under fire for being a bit of a diva. And sh- people have come out and said that there are people within her organisation that have uh, been maybe not so fantastic in terms of, like, sexual harassment and workplace conditions. Um, and there is... I don't know if it's a petition, but there's a lot of backlash and there's a lot of people going, get Ellen out, get someone else in. And a lot of people are saying James Corden. My, okay, great, wonderful. We're on a similar page there. Excellent. Uh, Because so many people say he's like, like a gay eye. He's a gay icon or something. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I do not know one person who is like, James Corden, he is the most amazing person. Not one. Yeah. Not one. In my entire life, I have never met anybody who feels that way about James Corden. Everybody I know is like, oh, just, I don't even know what it is about him. I just 
cannot stand him. I mean, to be fair, he did have to move to America to get famous. <laughs> so maybe that's maybe that's why he went. Oh, I can't make but, it in my country. I'm really happy for him that he's yeah. doing so well, and I'm really happy for him that he's found his audience. Absolutely. Yeah. But in terms of, firstly, with this whole Ella generous thing, right? People one don't get that level of fame by not being a bit tough. Yeah. You just don't. Like, you think Oprah is sweetness and light? Absolutely not. Yeah. If she wants something done, she's going to make sure you do it. That's your job. And sometimes people are just a little bit soft about being told you haven't done your job. Usually people who I'm having to tell that they haven't done their job. <laughs> I mean, if I was hosting that show, it would be like... Uh, nobody no. would want to come to work. Nobody. Oh. Because if it's not done exactly how I want it, exactly when I want it, it is a big problem. So first off, people don't get that famous without being tough. Yeah. Secondly, she isn't responsible for other people sexually harassing people. Mm -hmm. Just as I am not responsible for that happening if I happen to be in the same building or running a corporation, if I am not aware of it. Yes. If there is evidence that she has been aware of this and has done nothing about it, and she's the boss, yeah, which actually she's not. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a a room. Well, she's like the she's the face. Yeah, but she's the face though, so people would assume. Absolutely, but they assume wrong. Just yeah. you know, just like on any like Lorraine. Yeah. If you Lorraine's show, Lorraine's not the boss. Lorraine is the host. Lorraine is integral to how it runs but there are a hundred other people in the back pulling the strings making things happen making yeah. things work you know so just like in any avenue of life just because you're the face of something it doesn't mean that actually you're in charge of it so yeah. i think the idea that uh you should get rid of her because other people have done stuff mm -hmm. that makes no sense to me had it been that she had been sexually harassing people, she different story. Absolutely fouled people. She'd mm. made people's working conditions hell. Well, all right. Yeah, there's an argument for that. But yeah. I think she's being held up to a much higher standard than uh, maybe her male counterparts. I was exactly. I was going to say exactly that. Would be. Yeah. That, and that's that's where the the problem is for me. Just because she's lesbian and she's a woman doesn't yeah. mean that she has to be nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I, I spoke a bit about this this week. Um, uh, like we have politicians who, because they're polite, it well, they're nice. Yeah. Well, no, Jacob Rees-Mogg is not nice. He has actively worked against the rights of immigrants, of refugees, yeah. of gay people. He's polite, but he is most certainly not a nice person. Mm -hmm. So... Actually, this politics of politeness, well, she was nice about it. No, fuck that. Sometimes you have to just, sorry. That's okay. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Sometimes you just have to call a spade a spade. Yeah. This is how it is. You are not a good person. And that's fine. You know, I yeah. don't have a problem with that. Yeah. So I know they, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, <laughs> <laughs> when you said um, that there is that, a heightened sense of like because she's um in the lgbt community and because she's a woman she's set to a higher level of standard or expectation yeah. and so the the fall is going to be greater 
Um, but then also, I guess there are some people that would say that, like, she's her, maybe she is a bit of a diva. And like you said, I, you would be the same. I would probably be the same if I got to that kind of level of, like, you know, fame and notoriety. But um, there are there are people that have gone when she's sent out her sort of statement, I guess, um, on social media to go like, oh, like it, it was very like safe. It was very like, it didn't seem like there was any heart to it or any of Ellen. It seemed like it was like a press release essentially. And people were like, oh, she could have done more or like we're waiting to actually hear her voice. And um, it's going to be interesting, I think, to see where, yeah. I just, no. I- I think it's one of those, you know, this is an easy way of getting rid of a really prominent gay person. Yeah, fully agree. A really easy way of trying to get rid of them. But if they do get rid, <laughs> if they decide to get rid of her, and I'm ready. It, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll find out what bad working conditions are. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Don't worry about James Corden to be no. in the campo for the for the morning. Oh, it was bad before. You've seen nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, could you imagine you just coming on stage dancing to like the newest track? You're like, oh look at me, I'm Davina De Campo. No, no, no. Oh jeez. I have to come into. No, you're not. I mean, wait. So wait. So you've gone from grey to white, and now you're green. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god. Full transformation. My that was my uh, shiro. Yeah. Which the West was like the one that I was. If we played dress up, we had a dressing up box as kids. If we Mm. played dress up, I was always like, I'm going to be the wicked witch. Okay. Okay. Good. I mean, typecast. Yeah. (laughs) Typecast definitely. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of things that are typecast, um, uh, John Waters uh, has recently come out uh, uh, and said something. He was doing, I think, a press uh, press conference or something to do with a book or a movie or something that he's releasing in the future, and he said something that all gays can't do. He said, all gays unequivocally cannot do this. And I am asking all people. Now, I feel like I know the answer to this because I know who you are as a human. So I believe you can actually do this, which contradicts the <laughs> fact that he says that gays can't do this, which means that maybe Davina De Campo is not a homosexual. Oh um, oh but he, he has um, come out and said that all gays cannot whistle. Oh. Yeah. yeah I'm... So, driving your homo exclusive, Davina De Campo, not a homosexual. There we have it. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, I've just learned that about myself. I have been living a lie. For the plot past twist. Thirty years. <laughs> but so, I, maybe you don't know the. So the the history of the reason they said this um, is because back when Oscar Wilde was hanging about and being. Up and, up and queer and like being all crazy and stuff um he that sort of generation of queer folks and that um, that time period people would say that was like that was the thing like oh you can find a gay you know they're a gay when and like people would test 
your gayness by like checking to see if you could whistle and yeah so like and john waters just said it like as like a lark or something and then people picked it up and they were like i can't believe this person has said it and i'm like i'm like okay for one it's john waters think about who you're talking to like clearly he's like unhinged in the best possible way and then also too like do a, a small amount of research and like find out why he said what he said like yeah, i'd read the thing is i'd read the headline and i was like what yeah oh i'm just going to sleep you know i so i didn't i didn't have time to look at but i thought this is what i think about these kind of articles they always feel a bit off yeah you know when somebody's pushing a particular narrative and you know that it's that it doesn't it doesn't ring true so it's just feels a bit off yeah so like you say if it feels like that go and do your little bit of research and and suddenly you will know exactly and that's and that's what i did with you like i didn't know who you were until like about an hour before this this video recording and then i was like oh no i'm gonna have to interview her what does she do oh oh i better oh she was on a drag race okay that's that's camp Oh, speaking of things that are camp, we're going to end on this last topic, and it is less than camp, but also mildly camp, and it's to do with Poland. Now, Poland recently, or in the last sort of, I think, couple of years, has going, they've got LGBTQI free zones where gay people are not allowed to be in, which is absolutely ridiculous, as I'm sure you will agree, but uh, the president the has been re-elected and he's had his swearing in ceremony um for uh, being re-elected and there was uh, a bunch of a uh, boatload of uh i think they were all women uh members of parliament who dressed up in bright colors and then if you take a small amount of time to recognize what they've done is they've coordinated in a way to represent the pride flag. Feelings, thoughts, emotions on oh, that whole drama. God, I... By the way, Davina, oh, you've got one minute, go. Okay, okay, I love this. Like, I absolutely love it. I just think that's that's being a proper ally. So yeah. I shared that today and somebody got really confused about it. And I was like, look, I have friends who I can go out with, get wild with, but I know that if push came to shove and somebody was talking about gay people or somebody was talking about me, they wouldn't say anything. That's not an ally. That's just somebody to hang with. Yeah. An ally is somebody who will put their head above the parapet because these women know that this could damage their career. Yeah. They know that actually it could endanger their well-being because things are getting really, really dangerous out there at the moment, particularly for gay people. So to show solidarity with them in the place where things are actively being made worse is an incredible statement to make. I am so enormously grateful to all of those people. Exactly. I felt the same way. Like I was so humbled. And it's those moments where you see people in positions of privilege, in positions of power, um, especially in parliament where it's typically a bit of a boys club. um, And you just go, yes, women are paving the way for the future and there are people 
um, that are actually stopping thinking and listening to what is, you know, just good good manners and respect and just being yeah. a decent human, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, we're seeing this all the world over anyway, aren't we? Mm. That there's, everybody's got this little uh, far-right handbook and they're all using it to create and dog whistle and build a base of of degenerates um <laughs> and and but it's obvious you know yeah we know exactly what the steps are because we've seen it all before yeah um and the the disappointing thing with that is is so so many people are still taken in by it and it's the people who really should know better i think it's about i, I think it's about education and communication so like for me i see that on the far right but I also see stuff like that on the far left like with people going too far either direction and then going oh I'm going to be militant about my belief systems and passionate about my belief systems and I'm not going to listen to the viewpoints of other people and I think that's when we lose a bit about that solidarity and it's okay to have a differing opinion and it's okay to be uh, to be combative in moments but as long as you're acknowledging and respecting everyone's right to be heard and as long as you're recognising and uh, acknowledging and, like, not being a terrible human and, like, if, if it doesn't affect you physically or personally, why are you, like, like what, what does it matter to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, very much that. I mean, I'm going to challenge what you just said. Oh, did I say something controversial? No, not controversial. I'm probably going to be more controversial about everybody has a right to be heard. Yeah, I don't think everybody does. Now, I would think, you would you would you say that if we if, if we're talking about um, yeah. heart surgery? Sure. I I don't want to hear from Glennis from Glen Eagles. How dare! I don't give a monkeys what she has to say. Glennis has I been baking those from... breads for years, and if she <laughs> wants to do, <laughs> but I want to hear from somebody who genuinely knows what they're talking about mm -hmm. i don't want to hear from somebody who comes with uh, some predetermined opinion your opinion counts for nothing what is it based in that's what makes it count for something and that's what we're doing too much of now is listening to people who are basing their belief on an opinion about people rather than statistical data about fact about evidence that's what i want i want evidence that backs up what you're saying. Otherwise, yeah. it means nothing. I don't care what you think. Yeah. Because you're not thinking. What you're doing is believing something. I want you to look at the evidence and then start to think and yeah. then form an opinion. But like reading a, an article in a newspaper, that's not, that is not enough to give you adequate information to form an opinion. And yeah. there's way too much of that happens now and not enough of that is being challenged. So if that's a little controversial <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, I did invite you on the show to like have a kiki and just like be relaxed and stuff. But just to like, just to like be disagreeing with the host. I mean, Wow. No, I, I, I think you I think you have a valid point. I, I fully agree with you yeah. in that like why is this, you know, Glennis from Glen Eagle is a baker, why is she talking about nuclear fission when she has no idea what is like like she has no idea. But so I get that, but like I think and I, I think it depends on the context of the 
conversation and the context of the situation. Yeah, and, but, and, I, and I think I agree with you fully that e- fact and evidence should be weighed in and yeah. everyone should like, <laughs> yeah, like actual. But like, I think um, it's, it's one of those like, I, I, I always get cautious when it comes to freedom of speech and that sort of like people can like yes there are going to be stupid people sending out hate speech or sending out terrible voices but i just think i i get worried that if we say oh so use the example the alt-right um people that picket pride um parades and pride festivals where they have like God hates insert expletive here or like you're all going to die or the end of the, the Bible quotes and all that kind of stuff and saying that, you know, we're all degenerates, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't want to see that at a pride. I'm sure many people don't want to see that at a pride. But then also I think that if we disallow them to not have their voice heard, even if it is something that is deplorable and disgusting, that would then open a door potentially for other people to say, well, you said they can't have their voice heard, therefore we won't let your voice be heard. And that's... Absolutely. And I think there's also the issue with saying that you can't, you can absolutely be heard. Mm. Like, and this is the thing, like all the far-right mouthpieces who are saying, I'm not allowed to talk about this. I'm not allowed to talk about that. I'm not allowed to talk. Well, it never stops you every week in the mail, does it? Mm. Writing about it. Your voice is louder than almost anybody's on this. But you have no information to inform that voice. So absolutely, I want to be able to hear those people because if you stop them from voicing those opinions, it's impossible to challenge that. Yeah. But that's what I think our system needs to get better at is giving accurate information yeah. to challenge those voices. And, that, I, and and we're being failed by the, the papers, particularly in this area, that oh, they're 100%. not giving accurate information at all, and it is about opinion and agenda rather than actual um, reporting. Well, that's media in general. That can be, that can be television, radio, like yeah. every everyone's got their own biases and they've got their own sort of agenda yeah. to certain things and I fully agree to that and it just what I, I guess my 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 position when it comes to all this kind of stuff is that I would rather hear the voices and yeah. hear the people saying the hate speech and the terrible things because then I can challenge them so like a prime example is I um uh just about a week ago maybe less than a week ago um got off of a uh, Skype chat with my family from Australia and they were having a big party because my family are all drunks and that's what they do <laughs> I support their journey and that's I why I love that yeah I, and they were like oh Wayne and then they like passed the phone around to everyone and it was all that sort of okay. like oh yeah. I can see you like and they were drunk and it was the journey Hi, Wayne. but very much that and but they all they some of the people in my family whom I love and support were saying things that were maybe slightly racist, slightly homophobic, slightly sexist. And they were doing it tongue in cheek, having a laugh and saying things. Let's use the example, um, something about a South Asian person. And then I'm just like, Oh, auntie, I don't know if I've ever seen you talk to any South Asian person 
how are you informing your opinion, that kind of situation. And it's one of those things where I'm able to then challenge someone whom I love uh, and go, let's actually decode, let's actually talk about, decode (laughs) uh, the uh, conversation and like, let's, let's open it up to a dialogue. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my big thing is we shouldn't be amplifying their voices. That's what I'm, you know, that's my concern at the moment with society is that we're amplifying the voices which are not informed, which are not based in evidence, which are not expert. And, and so often they're like so badly informed. They're giving us the complete opposite of what reality is. You know, they're Mm -hmm. selling us night when actually it's daytime and they're telling us that the grass is not green. It's purple, you know, so I, which I'd quite be into. I'd quite be into purple grass. I mean, I would be fine with it too. I think there's a filter on one of those apps where you can check. I don't even know. I'm older. I'm older than 21. I don't. I don't get the, talk, the TikToks and the anyway. Uh, Davina, I don't want to make you sad. I I don't want to make you upset. I don't want to make you feel a certain kind of way. But unfortunately, we've run out of time because I'm busy. I, I've got lots of things to do. I've got I've got season two of the Umbrella Academy to watch. I, I've I haven't got season one yet. Have you not? Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Okay, they they're all dead. Plot twist there are no umbrellas. Um but yeah so um that uh before uh, before we go um uh have you got anything that you want to quickly plug or promote or share aside from yourself? Um, yeah, download, stream, decoded. That's my EP. And then I'm also going on tour, fingers crossed, in December with my red wig and silver dress tour. Um, red wig and, and silver dress? Red wig and a silver dress. I, I don't would think. love to see you all there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, no genders, that was Driving You Homo, the radio show, podcast, YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. As always, you can follow myself, Wayne Carter, cabaret burlesque comedian, radio presenter, and all-round drag shambles, at One Wayne Carter. You can also follow Driving You Homo at Driving You Homo, and you can follow Davina DeCampo at... Davina DeCampo. Oh, wow, it's so difficult. Uh, <laughs> if... <laughs> if you like the show give it a like favorite subscribe rate do what are the i don't know what the internet figure out what you're doing on the internet and say positive things about this show because feelings i have them (laughs) and it would be nice um and if you have a little bit of extra coin you can throw um some coin to us at patreon.com slash driving you homo to uh help uh provide money for me to buy better fabric than this uh otherwise um stay safe i love you all bye